Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't team it on, don't team it on that. Yeah, don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't team it on, don't team it on that. Yeah, don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. They gas you up till they get shoveled to bury your legacy They miss you disease or a tragedy Bite off your come up until they get cavities uh, Sick is that human centipede uh, They cannot leave, they look up to me uh, I find it endearing, my enemies don't know I'm making my haters my employees Sipping kombucha, go have your bud like Sniffing oxygen, go snort your snow white Eating kinoa, mint quinoa Akin to a Digimon, got like a can of time Rap skin girl just like some cinema uh, Getting her rose like some cinema buns We get to touching and feel it uh, We gon' get kicked out the cinema let them imitate, try to intimidate Law of attraction, them gonna eliminate Don't duck off a wheel, just keep pushing Stay still at your mama stack, you'll break, get you a place It's sunny outside, take your dog for a walk Skinny dipping and seeing the waves get lost Get bucket, get shovel, build sandcastle Stay in the prison, I lost in the sauce Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't team it on, don't team it on crack huh, yeah. Don't really care if they buy Don't really care if they buy I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't team it on, don't team it on back. Yeah, don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need them new pair of kicks Tree of life, take the eye of the team You are supreme, don't need designer jeans It's funny how when you at bottom Your friends see no trace on the come up one See you at end of the race Nah, they cannot eat from my plate <sighs> Get in the mood for some mujas, uh Get in that from Kama Sutra, uh Muchachas that sip it, kombucha and scooch And I'm spitting about y'all in my music Build up anger and anxiety Let that flow, baggage leave All that at the door, keep it bottled up You gon' explode, stay ten toes You moving beyond all that treason Oxygen in the trees got you cheesing Pollen in the air got you cheesing First trip of your favorite season Discovered her neck, it's not Easter Now Mother Goose got you calling out for Jesus You doing some assault out of joy Thanking nature for giving you all of the reasons Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't team it on, don't team it on crap huh, yeah. Don't really care if they buy Spreading positivity, some lies. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't team it on, don't team it on back. Huh, yeah. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Welcome back to the Treehouse Show. You just listened to Biters by Yours Truly. You are tuned into um, the chillest podcast in the universe. What can I say? Today we have an incredible guest. We have a a pioneer. We have a mountaineer. Mm. We have a president of a frat. We have a marathoner. <laughs> Correct me if that's yeah. not a word, but yeah, we, we coined it. <laughs> yeah, well, we coined it. We have a <laughs> coined it. Longest trail in the world hiker trekker that's right. ever. Um, we have. My boy Ricky. That is I. What's How up? are you feeling on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? Oh, living the dream, man. Everything's great. It's nice and warm. At least in here. 
you know, can't really wish for much more. Attitude of gratitude. Yes, exactly. Elation followed by deflation. Mm. I'm writing these quotes down <laughs> mentally and processing. <laughs> That's beautiful. How does it feel to just be back in civilization and everything? It's a lot of readjustments. Um, you know, you get used to doing something day in, day out. Uh, once you're stopped doing it, it's like, well, what do I do now? You know, how do I fill my day? It's a, it's a lot to get used to, but you know, you adjust. That's one thing humans are good at. Most of us. Yeah. Most of <laughs> us. Know? Yeah. Most of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's beautiful. You know, we had, um, and, uh, we had a holidays, you know, on, uh, and not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving if you know the history, but it is good to have time to, you know, kind of spend time with loved ones and, and just take time to relax. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of us as adults, you know, we lose, we lose touch with our like inner, inner child and we, we lose, you know, we lose touch with our like inner, inner peace or things that like make us us. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we get caught up in other people's shit, working That's for right. other people, doing things for other people. So it's good to just have time. And in that time, you can do what you want with that time. But some of us are using that time to really tap into like what it really means. Yeah, man. Us. Got to appreciate what's around you. Improve every day. Honestly, man, that's, about it. that's beautiful. Um, yeah, he plays Ricky plays Dungeons and Dragons. So <laughs> that's right. Talk about tapping into your inner child. Exactly, it's the best game in the world. I love it. How did it, how did that? Uh, you said you had a game yesterday. Yes, I did. That's great. We killed the dragon. Actually, is that sweet. like the equivalent of winning? Uh, not dying is the equivalent to winning. <laughs> okay, that's like life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's awesome okay um what does killing the dragon mean in dungeons uh, and dragons world it's pretty literal oh okay <laughs> kill the dragon yeah is it like the Dra hardest boss uh for us right now <laughs> okay yeah it's mm. tough somebody died man it's crazy rest in peace that's right what was his name uh rufus r.i.p rufus yeah Rufus, I didn't know you very well, but you was a real one. <laughs> you know, Rufus, you did your job. That's you right. Know, you you held down the fort. <laughs> you That's know right. what I'm saying? You, you will be remembered. That's right. <laughs> you know. The dragon slayed. Dragon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. That sounds fun. I'm, I'm actually time. interested now. Like, I might talk about trying something new, you know? That's right. Do it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Ricky, so how we met is we kind of go way back. 2015 2016 um yeah that's about i feel like freshman yeah freshman year college, college. scene um we met at like a, a, a fraternity kind of recruiting event yeah you right. know we were super chill you know introduced ourselves um it, facebook was like all the rage back then mm -hmm. so you know we had each other on facebook in the gym in the gym yeah like um you know we didn't get too close because he went on to become the president of the frat but I kind of just did my own thing. But we would always chop it up in the gym. We would, the commons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, we'd always show love. You see each other, like, shit go. It was yeah, good. Right? You know what I'm saying? And that's all it was. It was always love. And then uh, we graduated, I think, the same ceremony, right? I never went to the ceremony. Mm. December 2020. Oh. Oh, you, that was yours, December 2020. Yeah. I okay, took an extra semester. I got the dual major. So I had to do that. Oh, semester. you did co-term. Then dual major, two bachelors. Which were in? Aerospace and astrophysics was the other one. Holy shit. 
I didn't even know about that. Yeah, explains the space tattoos. Mm. <laughs> show the show the camera your test, your ink. Oh, I'll show this one. Mm. Quasar. Oh shit. That's right. We got we got Nils Nils DeGrasse Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that <laughs> astrophysicist man. You guys are fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah, dude, kind of love space. Honestly, man, that's all we have. Space. <laughs> you know. Yes, it is. There's space, and then there's the absence of space, that's which is right. matter. And there's just then there's antimatter. But let's not go there. That's a conversation. For yeah, a that's a whole episode. <laughs> you know. Um. But yeah. Um. You know, I went off, got a job, and everything. He went off, got a job, did his thing. Um, but basically, you know, we kind of both just did our own thing and I hadn't seen him or heard from him on social media in a while. He makes a post. First thing I do, I see is I see Ricky Toby. I'm like, I'm gonna read this post. You just, the brain just knows without explaining. Like when you almost miss somebody or haven't. Oh, exactly. No, for real. Like you notice the absence of something. You just notice the absence of something. And then when it's reintroduced, you appreciate it more. That's just like, so I'm like, I have not seen Ricky post in a minute, you know? So I'm, I'm I'm reading the post, and then like as as I'm reading the post, and then like literally as I'm reading, I'm like, if straight to the point <laughs> was a post, it's this point, this post, because literally in the post he's like, hey, you need, did you even say hi guys or whatever? Oh <laughs> Just man, Just straight Appalachian up Trail, man. Appalachian Trail, <laughs> two thousand two hundred miles, hundred and twenty three days. Yeah, hundred twenty three days. Also one two three. That's like what a number. Right? Exactly. You know, like if you believe in angel numbers and mysticism, there you go. That's you know, right. Like eat up, but and I'm just like, I'm just like mouth open, and I comment. You see, I comment. Hey, like right. I'm like, bro, like I'm motivated, I'm inspired, like this is crazy, like, <laughs> and it's just like he's just describing like a bear attack and like you know how he saved lives and hitchhiked and just all these things that I've always been interested in was just in one post, but in brief as fuck. It was like a Twitter post on Facebook. Brevity, yeah. That's right. You know, and and it, it just really, you know, I had to, I was like, I got to interview this guy. I got to talk <laughs> to this guy. I slide in the DMs. <laughs> I slide in the DMs. And I'm like, bro, come come through. And he's like, I'll come through if you don't put all those fucking edits in there. <laughs> and I'm like, deal. <laughs> so, like, um, so, yeah, here we are. And um, I just like to get, you know, straight into it. So, how did how did how did this happen like what was going through your mind up until the point where you needed to make such a dramatic uh, change in your life well i had finished a teaching job in houston uh and then i got lasik surgery and when i was about waiting in the lobby for the surgery i started looking up you know camping trip ideas and then a hiking trip and it turned out that the hiking the longest hiking trail in the world was right here in the u.s so i said i'm gonna do that on monday and then i did wow just spontaneous yeah man you know i got my my eagle eagle vision now yeah let's put it to use there's no no point in waiting do it now jesus christ so <laughs> so you so you just decide to just embark on this you know Lord of the Rings-esque adventure. Yeah. And you just, in a, in a week, you know, you have your gear, you know, you print out, but you, you don't just go into it foolishly. No. Yeah, I looked up some, you know, I took that week, did my research, got some books. Most of it you figure out on the way, but like where you're going is kind of important to know. So figured that out. Who would have known? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah most of it was know what i needed to start off with mm-hmm. and then figure out what i didn't need while i was on the trail mm. that's really how i approached it okay so you're in houston mm. so you drive to where it starts yeah georgia mm-hmm. drive to georgia um so what do you so you just drive to georgia and then what happens next i step foot on the trail i parked my car and i stepped foot on the trail uh well the approach trail mm-hmm. but the pre-trail yeah the pre-trail <laughs> which is like 11 miles of trail that leads up to the actual appalachian trail mm. which is just dumb why not just make it 11 miles longer i don't know anyway <laughs> Yeah, I uh, parked my car. You could park your car at the state park for like mm. 40 bucks for the year or something like that. Cheap as hell. Yeah. Yeah, so I just started figured all that shit out as I go. That is amazing. So, so you, it's um, 14 states? Yeah, 14 states. 14 states. Um, you started in Georgia, mm-hmm. right? So what was the weather like? What time of year was this? Uh, July. Mm-hmm. July time of year and the weather was like hot i suppose but you have the tree cover so you Mm. got shade all around you um but yeah i was in in the beginning i was in t-shirts and one pair of pants one Mm. pair of sweatpants and then i at the end there i was like 15 layers and it was getting cold man i was getting below zero every night yeah it was crazy fahrenheit yeah and Celsius too, they're both below zero. But <laughs> well, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> where where would you sleep? Would you like set up camp with a tent at night? Yeah, there's like shelters along the trail. Every mm. 10, 20 miles, about there's a shelter, which is like basically a raised platform with three walls and a roof. Um, three walls. Yeah. A little camp fire mm-hmm. spot out front they're really nice actually um but yeah i'd sleep there for a lot of nights or just your tent i mean sometimes it would get too dark and i didn't want a night hike anymore so i would just put up my tent right there on the side of the trail and wake up early the next day wow yeah you sleep where you can do you ever like bump into other people in those um shelters yeah in the shelters uh when I saw people, it would mostly be at the shelters. They would be staying the night, usually going the opposite direction. But uh, that's where I saw mostly other hikers. Mm. They're they're really cool people. Yeah, very interesting there. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so that's crazy. So you would light a fire, and you know all the stuff we see in the movies. Yeah, would light a fire. Yeah, make sure it's it's just good practice. You don't really need one. Um. Especially in the summer, but in the winter, it definitely helps a lot. Mm. So it was just, you just needed a place to stay that was semi-barrier and free. Yeah, exactly. Free. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. What kind? What kind of gear did you bring with you? Like overall? Um, I think I brought a sleeping pad, a sleeping bag uh, for fuel, like butane for fuel, mm. and then the kitchen stove on top of it um things like a knife and a water filter and mm. a trowel for cat holes and you know toilet paper charging stuff if you need it um things like that you know little things mm. did you like ever run low on like water and stuff like that? yeah or? several times um, how'd you deal with that did you panic or 
No, you just, I never panic. Uh, you just <laughs> keep going so you get water or, um, try to camel up. Um, what does that mean? You drink as much water as you can at that water source so that you have enough to last the next water source. That works? No, but <laughs> <laughs> you can try it. Did you it. make that term up? No, I did not. Camel up. Yeah, and camel up. That's right. I've done it, but I don't think it helped me any. I, was I feel like it slows thirsty. you down. Yeah, all that weight's sitting on you. You can get uncomfortable. You know? It makes you pee. Exactly. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> Well, peeing on the trail is nice, mm. especially for a guy, you know, just turn, you got to pee, turn on the side of the trail, you pee. You know, that's it. That's it. Pull your pants up, keep walking. There's no one there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's going to see you? You're not going to do anything wrong. As long as you're away from a water source. You don't want to contaminate yeah, the exactly. water source that's downstream going to yep. be drinking it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. So, um shelter you know you're, you're sleeping in these um tents not too cold whatever but one so i'm reading the facebook post mm -hmm. so it immediately catches my attention <laughs> so you say you mace a bear yeah so what is that story uh i was walking on the curve of a tr of the trail mm -hmm. and there was lots of trees it was very dense so you can't really see it's a blind curve mm. And I come one way and the bear comes the other and we kind of startle each other. Uh, and then he got from all fours to standing up, mm. which is like, okay, time to back up. So I started walking backwards uphill and I whipped my bear mace out, which is a little spray can. Um, and then it started like huffing and puffing and it made mm. its hair get really big. And then it got down on all fours and started huffing and puffing again. And then it, I saw it put a bunch of weight on its back foot. So I mm. took the took the safety off of the mace. And next thing I know, it's charging right at me. And, you know, so I held my ground and I sprayed it. And uh, it did not like that very much. Then I yelled at it and it ran away. Wow. It was really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the thing was like. Six or seven feet, maybe. Oh, my God. Big, big boy. Yeah. They're like puppies, though, you know. Bear's not going to mess with you unless you mess with it. I just mm. happened to scare that one and not move away fast enough. But What was going through your mind, like, as it's, like, especially when it's, like, charging you? That this was going to be a great story. <laughs> uh, yeah, at that point, it's either, like, you either get out of it or you're not. You know, you do what you can. It's mm. no point in being scared because it's not going to do you any good. Uh, I was definitely like whew, afterwards, but in the moment it was, I was excited. It was great. I loved wow. it. I love things like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess like you have two types of people, people who, you know, shut down in those yeah. kind of situations and people who like calm, exactly. you know process it almost get a, a jolt out of it right you know exactly. in yeah. a calm way not like in a fight or flight way but like it seems like the way you yeah. received it was like okay let's navigate this <laughs> yeah right situation what do i got you know, you know stay in the moment me the intellectual <laughs> in this moment <laughs> you know it's like that's right once you let control go of your brain it's really really hard to grab it back so you just gotta 
keep a tight fist on what you're thinking about. Is that something you practice or? Um, I mean, don't panic is like my personal mantra. Mm. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But uh, yeah, I think that's just how I've always been. Uh, even other situations, similar adrenaline situations I've had before in my life. I don't know. I just always find bad jokes more than anything. Mm. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Made a lot of puns. <laughs> that, that was a, if only we had a audio recording. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I should have had a little tape recorder with me. Mm, that's some material for uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart or, you know, Dave Chappelle. So. <laughs> that's right. There Straight you go. from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of mindset we need. Like that's kind of stoicism, like, you know, almost making... Cause it's like the situation is a situation so yeah. it's like deal with it you know how are you gonna do it you either like make light of it you know or like be crushed by the anxiety yeah that is gonna end up a way that you don't even know exactly you don't know it's gonna end it can go 50 50 you know yep not you don't know for sure until you're in the moment but it was you know validating i think at least mm. and a really good story uh, but yeah, I think I must have saw 13 to 17 bears, maybe 13 adults and four cubs. Oh my God. Yeah. The cubs, were they with their mother? Yeah. The one that... That's scary. There was. I was walking along the trail one day and I heard a... I think this was in North Carolina. Mm. I heard a scammer up a tree and so I turned to look. A scammer? Said, yeah. Like What's that? A little pitter-patter feet. Oh, okay, right. Um... <laughs> And it, I turned and what I thought was a squirrel was a bear cub, like within arm's reach. Oh my God. So my immediate thought is like, where's mom? And I turn and maybe 30 y yards, 40 yards from me, there oh she is, God. staring me down, looking big as she can. And so I just kept walking along the trail because I was going away from them anyway. Mm. But I just kept my body facing them as they I walked. Look you, they look you, yeah, she they just look stared me soul. down. And they don't have like really white in their eye. Do it's all black. Uh oh, I can't remember. But yeah, it looks looks like that. I think it's like beads. They, yeah, just... exactly. They're like she's just staring me down, and I bet if I would have like made a sudden movement, like ran, that probably yeah, that probably would have ended it. Um, but they're unpredictable. Yeah, they just follow their instincts. You know, if they see prey, run. They chase prey. That's what they do. Don't want to run. Mm -mm. But so you just backed up. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly, gain the high ground. You know, mm -hmm. at that point, I had my bear mace. Um, yeah, that was certainly another. Sows are unpredictable. You don't want to mess with the mom and her cubs. You'll be dead right there. Mm. <laughs> yeah they're cool though lots of animals on the trail deers and snakes and bears and mice and coyotes and rabbits it's like noah's ark yeah it's exactly oh just a very God. selective noah's ark very selective <laughs> yeah survival of the fittest yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, suppose it is <laughs> whatever it is that's insane so the next thing that, that struck my attention was you, you fell off a few cliffs. Yeah, fell off lots of cliffs. I fell, at least just tripped and fell to the ground a bunch of times. 
you know, once every 100 miles, you do that 22 times. Once every, falling once every 100 miles is pretty darn good. Um, but a lot of them were, I ended up falling like mm. several feet. So that was not, not pleasant. What was the worst fall? Uh, I think the deepest I fell was in this part right before the um, presidentials in mm. Maine. They had these, you like boulder hop, mm. these huge boulders that have been cut down by this river. So that's like, I don't know if you can imagine jumping from candy corn to candy corn. Mm. Um, and so I had tried to brace myself. I jumped and I put my uh, trekking pole in a crevice to like mm. support myself, but this trekking pole snapped. Mm. So I fell into the, between the two rocks. Um, it must've been like 20 feet. Oh my God. Yeah, that was maybe less, 10, 20. It's hard to judge, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you felt that weightlessness. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh boy. That weightlessness. <laughs> That's all you need. I had enough to be like, how's this going to turn out before I hit the ground? You know, <laughs> I thought, uh, but you know, it turned out fine. I just got a little bruised and my foot hurt a lot, but it wasn't bad. Just mm. walk it off, you know? And I put my feet on the wall in front of me and my back on the wall behind me and just kind of slid myself up and got back up. It's a good time. Um, the worst. Are you claustrophobic? No. No. God, you would, that would have been not, not good if you were claustrophobic. Yeah, I bet, especially. <laughs> um, I think the worst fall where I got the most injured was when I was on like a... It's basically like sheetrock going up mm. for maybe 50 feet and you have to like rock climb. Um, and I was maybe halfway up and I had used my pole... It was too far to go up with one hand, so I had to mm. push myself off at the pole and reach again. Right. Just to get that little extra foot. Um, but I had missed, and this pole snapped again. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, I broke five trekking poles in total on the trip. I also lost 15 hats <laughs> in total. I don't think I had a hat that more than, lasted more than a week. Anyway. Where did they go? Oh, everywhere. Wind. Some in rivers, some from the wind, some I just forgot somewhere. I donated a bunch of hats, you know. Uh, but on this fall, I was scaling and the pole snapped. And so I, instead of, my momentum started to carry me around. So there was a little crevice uh, between two rocks. So I just slammed my hand in there. And I think this one went sideways mm. and this one went sideways too. They uh, they definitely one of them was purple the next day. Mm. They still hurt a little bit, but my hand was super bloody, and so I had basically held myself on with that one arm and my one foot stand, uh, and then whipped myself around again and just kept on going up. With the with the hurt hand. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Stop there and cry? Like you're halfway on the. You're on a cliff. Yeah, you're on a cliff. You just keep going, man. You you didn't hurt that bad the adrenaline <laughs> yeah exactly probably helped a lot you when, know 
like you're face to face with death like you yeah, know yeah. there's death below there's death above it's, one. it's my favorite face you know <laughs> beautiful that's right you know it's like where do you go it's the only way out is is through yeah exactly i mean you gotta go up or down but down's gonna hurt a lot more it's gonna hurt a lot more <laughs> you know it's like which which pain do you want yeah exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know you may as well finish what you started oh my god that is insane it's just like you you get to the top and i, I bet you're you're the adrenaline wears off and you feel it now. Yeah. I looked at my hand. I I had wrapping in my first aid kit, so I just broke a stick and splinted the two mm. messed up fingers together and then put bandages on my hand and kept on walking, man. I think I must have done like 10 more miles after that. Wow. You just keep going. Oh, yeah. Just built different. <laughs> yeah. Well, you stub your toe. A lot, you know, you just don't lift your foot up high enough or your foot slips and you stub it or jam it or something. A lot of that happen? Yeah, a lot. Like a lot, a lot. About a, once a day you stub your foot on that something. Hurts. It does, but then you learn that you just, it'll go away in a second if you just keep going. Like the time that you spend going, ah, my foot, you could have made, you know, 10 more feet of progress. That is true. Why not take it, you know? Just move forward. Exactly. And it just goes away after a while. And that's analogous to, like, if you injure yourself, like my hand. I mean, it was there. What am I going to do about it? You just keep going, you know. And then it just kind of walk it off. Mm. But you did get it checked out eventually. Uh, I met a guy that was a nurse, and he said it was all right. It's just, it's just the people you meet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are the odds? That's good enough for me, man. Was it soon after? Uh. No, maybe like a week. A week? That's pretty... Not too long, though. No, that's not too long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said it wasn't broken, at least. Which is good. Mm, probably just bruised up tendons and... Yeah, exactly. Just bruised. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, so this is in Maine? That was in Maine, yeah. The last so that year. was in Maine. Um, that's before or after you go to Virginia and then you take that plane. That was before the, uh, or I mean after, excuse me. Mm -hmm. The plane was before, halfway okay. up, and then took a plane to the top half and walked south for the other half. Mm. So what was that like? Like, so why could it, why did you have to take that plane? They closed the north end, Baxter State Park. Mm. It starts snowing around mid October, so they closed the park. So if you're a hiker and you don't get there on time, well that's it, man. You get your. 2180 instead of 2200 mm. can't do that no, uh, <laughs> yeah um they closed the park what did they well, it gets dangerous up there they have people lost all the time in the trail yeah uh especially on mount katahdin which is what i'm talking about now mm. i think there was somebody lost while i was there wow yeah it was interesting but they can't actually keep you out though keep you out oh yeah they can it's a state park man oh they can actually close it yeah but it's if they see you well i suppose if you tried your best is it like a gate or something uh like how do they keep you out like is just like a sign keep you out or like are, is it actually like a gate or something yeah and there's rangers and stuff that drive around the area mm. sometimes they go on the trail uh but you need like a permit to camp anywhere mm. 
there's not many good places to camp besides for where they have it because their terrain is so rugged. Mm. Um, yeah, so I had to fly up there, so I wasn't rushing to get up there before. It closed. It closed. Uh, and then I walked south from the other half. Mm. Visited New York City. That was pretty fun. How did you... Is that like near the... Yeah, you go through Pauling, North, uh, New York, and there's a train station right there. Mm. And so you just hop on the train and go to... I went there for Halloween weekend. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet you look like a fucking Halloween character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, Nate, Nathan Drake. That's right. Uncharted. <laughs> Met a lot of homeless people. Went to the parade. It was really cool. Went to the projects because the homeless guy took me on a tour of the projects. I mean, really you cool. look homeless too. I am. I was homeless. You was homeless. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't have anything to give you. I also need stuff. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. Richie. Really cool guy. Shout out Richie. That's right. If you're still in New York City. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of adventures, man. A lot of new places. Stayed with a cult. A cult? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 12 tribes. You can look them up. This is too deep. Yeah. A cult? <laughs> yeah. How did you get caught up? I, why, do they, why do these stories always end up with like a cult at some point? Like, <laughs> Yo, that's how it is, man. Like in New York or on the track? This was on the trek. That they had their, they let hikers stay with them in their little commune, and they, uh, the they tribes. had the, yeah, they had the rituals in the morning and everything. It was pretty dope. Was it like a cult leader? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really get too into it. They have like farms that you can go to, that are secluded. They were the nicest people on earth. Aggressively nice, you know, like they're. Like, it felt like they were going to go to hell if you had a bad day, you know? Like, they were really nice, though. Oh, my God. That's right. They're wow. really cool. Did they teach you about their doctrine? Like, what they do? I read their brochures and information. But, you know, how much are they going to tell you unless you're actually in there? <laughs> I'm not going to. It was interesting, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did they do? Like, were they just like a Lots of prayer. Lots of and singing prayer. That's what I remember. Were they like off the grid? Like self-sustainable? Like their own? Yeah, it was in the middle of a town in New Hampshire. I don't know. Internet will remind me. But <laughs> yeah, they were cool. Oh my God. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, um, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to take a break. That was uh, just lots of process. But you are listening to Cut Me by um, Moses Sumney. See you after the break.
kisses are how I thrive. To the Treehouse Show. You just listened to Cut Me by Moses Sum- Sumney. We're here with the incredible Ricky Toby. Hello. Back, back like we never left. And um, yeah, we we have very, um, you know, special, 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 highly basic, highly alkaline, you know, raw, plant-based <laughs> hors d'oeuvres to offer. Um what would you say this is on today's episode of Guess the Fruit? Uh, 
It's not cantaloupe. It's the the green cantaloupe. I can't uh, remember what they're called. Uh, you got it. Some melon. Yes. Some melon. Some melon. I can't remember. You're gonna, it's gonna bug me all day. Uh, Let me tell you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Honeydew melon. Honeydew. But yeah, go crazy, man. Knock yourself out. You got asparagus. This might remind you of like, did you eat fruits and blueberries and stuff on the trip? Yeah, blueberries. Not many fruits. Mm. You don't really want to eat things that uh, you don't know what they are. I'd probably be more trouble than it's worth. That's how you end up not alive. Exactly. You know. Um. Speaking of not alive. Mm-hmm. You said you saved some lives. I did. Unpack that. <laughs> um. I was in a car, uh-huh. uh, going to a hostel, mm-hmm. which is like a place with a bunkhouse that they let hikers stay for like 25 bucks a night. They stay in the hospital? In the hostel. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, but they, well, I was waiting for the car to pick me up, and it said, end road, there's a curve, I'm going to cross the street, mm-hmm. look both ways, and I can hear the car coming around the curve so i wait for it to come around the curve well i would have been waiting for a while because it didn't make it around the curve the car just went shh and slammed into a tree right there so i was like yes like right on this abandoned roadway not abandoned but desolate roadway and i mean it's just right what are the odds and so i ran over there it was two ladies uh the it was like that and I think the daughter, the mother, who was like in her 70s maybe, mm. was in the passenger seat. And the daughter, I think, got out and tried to go around the other side. So she was outside on the ground. Her leg was all sorts of messed up. Uh, the it was lo- a bad accident. Yeah. Like the front of their car was gone. Uh, it was all sh- um Yeah. And then the woman, the older woman, had really bad breathing trouble and heart stuff because i guess she was wearing her seatbelt and the other woman wasn't the compression yeah right so she um so i went in and i made sure they were okay i asked them concussion questions you know what year is it what day is it they were all right uh and then on the lady i uh patched her uh the woman on the on the floor once i made sure that she flew out the car I think she hit the windshield, got out, and then started to walk around to make mm. sure her mom was all right. I don't know. Oh she was, God. but she was on the passenger side on the ground. Um, and so I made sure the older woman was all right. Asked her some questions, made her laugh, which is how I knew she was all right. And then that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make puns. <laughs> she, high adrenaline situation. She was like, I don't know what happened. We were going leaf spotting, and I said, "Well, you got a pretty good look at these ones." And then she just started laughing, and so she, so I left her, went to the woman, tied her leg up. Uh, I had called the cops on the way to the car. I think she had cut it open right here. It was bad. Yeah, it was bleeding. I tourniqueted it. Tourniquet. Applied a tourniquet, um, with like my, the sweater I was wearing. I just. and then the cops or the fire department showed up maybe 10 minutes later and just like talked to them, made sure that they didn't go into shock. And But yeah, I mean, I don't know when 
the next car would have came around. There was no next car. No, the hostel people came in and picked me up like half an hour after that, I think. Uh, so there was nobody on that street. There just happened to be a hiker that was watching. Watching? <laughs> no, creepy. I'm talking about me, ha- hiker. That oh, was, I thought someone was watching just happened, you. No. <laughs> That's creepy. Like, help uh, or like, go away. Like, Yeah, exactly. But it was interesting, man. I got to two, two out of three on the live saves. I don't count the older woman, but the woman outside... Probably would have bled out. Yeah, probably would have bled out. So two out of three, you know, that's pretty good odds. What are the odds? <laughs> You're that guardian angel, man. I don't know about that guardian coincidence, maybe. Guardian, you you don't believe in like things happening for a reason? No. Mm. The reason things happen is because you make them happen. Mm. Yeah. How did you make that happen? Stay calm. Stay calm. Don't panic, man. It's the best advice in the world. Don't panic. Don't panic. You hear that, guys? That's right. <laughs> Douglas McAdams. That is insane. MacArthur? Yeah. But, like, to them, to them, man, you, you're probably a blessing to them because they're just, like, anything could happen. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I built some karma up. Oh, yeah. You know? There's such a thing as karma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That's insane. So they were safe. Ambulance came and took them. Yeah, and then got to there. What state was that? Maine. Maine, okay. I was in Maine. So Maine had a lot of... Maine had a lot of stories, yeah. Maine was hard. The south end of Maine is hard. In what way? It's a lot of mountains, and it was getting really cold on those mountains. And it's like Yeah, you said you got frostnip. Yeah, I did get frostnip on my ears. What is frostnip again? It's like frostbite, but not there yet. Okay. So if your ears are like purple... Mm. If they're black, you got frostbite, I mm. think. Frostnip is purple. Frostnip, yeah, it's purple, I think. Mm. Close enough. It's like the normal frostbit. Frostnip is in the middle here. Mm. Uh, you, you can come back from frostnip. Yeah, well, obviously. I still got my <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I ain't got them no doctor, so I don't know. That's just how I think of it. Um, yeah, it was really cold the presidentials you basically go like up the entire mountain down the entire mountain up the entire mountain down into like four in a row the elevation change that day was like 1200 up and 1200 down maybe more i think oh my it was like four six thousand foot mountains up and down it was ridiculous uh but but you said that you ironically you said that was your favorite place you thought you would go back oh to maine yeah not that part <laughs> right no that part sucked but it started snowing and the wind was really 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 strong if i wasn't wearing my pack i probably would have got like i wouldn't have weighed enough i don't think uh yeah because every time i took my pack off it blew you yeah i was being blown by the wind i'd have to like duck under a rock or something but i didn't have any winter gear with me i just had the a t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, and one pair of pants. And so I would just keep switching the pants out from my face to my legs every, like, few minutes so that my legs didn't get too cold and my ears didn't get too cold. And then at the end of the day, I got up to Mount Washington, and they have, like, tourist stuff there. I'm going to put this down so I can mess with it. Um, They have, like, tourist stuff there, and so I got somebody to this really nice Indian family drove me from you hitchhiked. yeah 
exactly. I mean, I just stuck my thumb out at the top of the mountain, and they're like, oh, we can take you. We see that you're out here in the freaking cold. Yeah, they had a shuttle up there, but it would have cost $100 to get down the mountain. No, I'm poor, man. Can't do that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, hitchhiking. That's the way to go. Yeah, that was cold, man. Presidential mountains are cold. At least in that time. You could have died. Yeah. You know? Were you were you scared at that moment? Like No, it was just cold. I knew that I could, you know, keep going. You knew you'd make it through it. Yeah. Just one step in front of the other, don't stop. That's it. Slow down a lot, but don't stop. Mm. Zero times anything is still zero, you know. But yeah, that was cold. That's <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know I kind of know what it's like to be like really cold, not to the point of frost nip, mm-hmm. but like I just go out and like I meditate in the winter time. Even last year, yeah. when it's ice, I just meditate in the winter. Like, and I do that to myself. I'm not, but I just I just like to, I like the mental aspect of controlling your mind. Exactly. You you can go you can go much further than you think. Like at the point where you think that you're frozen, no, that's yeah. it's all mental. Then after you break past that, you can do another 30, 40 minutes in that same, and you're good. Yeah, exactly. It's you gotta push through your own, you know, limiters in your brain and just keep yeah. going. Did you get to a point where it's like I can't take this no more? Then you push past that. Oh yeah, every uphill you're halfway through the uphill, you're swearing. No matter how much you've done before, no matter if you're on your first mile or, you know, thousandth, like every uphill sucks. But then when you get to the top, you have so much energy. Like you're like huffing and puffing and going really slow. I can't make it up this mountain. Oh my god. I'm just going to sit right here and this will be the end. And then you get to the top and you're like, oh, let's go for a run. I feel so much, you know, lighter, so much more energy. It's weird. But I think that's just mental versus conditioning, you know. You're conditioned, like you said, for so much more than your brain stops you at. Uh, Yeah, those are hard mountains, though, on some parts. Yeah. Would you say that was like, if you did have, or did you have a breaking point on that trip where you wanted to give up? Or was that the point? But it was came... super cold on that mountain. I was like, was that the closest? After this, been? yeah. I mean, I never would. I can't even spell quit, you know. But not without an e in there. Um, <laughs> I love that. But I definitely was like, I have to get off the trail. I can't be here anymore. I got to get somewhere with heat. I mean, after that, that guy, that um guy and his wife and his two kids drove me to like a walmart so i can get winter gear Mm. i stayed in that town for like four or five nights in a row i just did not want to get back on the trail Mm. but that's expensive you took a break yeah exactly took a break a non-needed but probably much needed one Mm -hmm. so how long were you hitchhike or trying to hitchhike um on that mountain Mm -hmm. not too long Maybe 15 minutes I was standing out there in the cold. How many cars passed by before? <laughs> Several. Several. Lots of people. Hitchhiking is like a little cult. The people that pick you up on hitchhiking have hitchhiked before. And then once you put your thumb out and join that little community, then now I'm going to pick up hitchhikers now because it's just got so much stigma and it's not anything. It's like, mm. yeah, that guy needs a ride. That's all it is, you know? That's all it is. <laughs> it's, it's like we have this thing in, in human nature where it's like, we fear the unknown. Yeah. And you being on the receiving end of that unknown, it's no longer unknown to exactly. you. Exactly. So now that aspect of fear that's associated with the unknown 
is is gone. Now you get yeah. to hitchhikers. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because they're not hitchhikers. They're just people. That's right. And I got a lot of karma to pay back too. But you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so many generous and nice people out there. The trail provides, man. People will buy you. You'll be sitting getting groceries at dollar general and somebody will bring you candy or a gatorade they're like oh, i saw you i know what you're doing here's some food you need a nice place to sleep tonight you need a shower that like, they, a, lot. a lot yeah it's crazy the people are so nice how many how many people did you meet like on the trek that like on the trail i would meet like, people maybe i'd have like six days of solitude and one day of like being in a town or something on the trail, I'd maybe pass bubbles of people, like groups of hikers, but then be alone for a while and pass the other group going the other direction or something. Mm. The bubble, they call it. Did you uh, did you run into like other like solo hikers? Yeah, but they're all either sec. I think I was the last through hiker of the season. Maybe there was one more after me. But most people start north in July. Or, yeah, start going south, I mean, in July. And I started going north in July. Mm, you were late. Yeah, I was very late, yeah. Because you don't want to get caught in winter. No. Most, or even, like, fall. Exactly. It can get cold real quick. In especially, the mountains. Exp- yeah. Um, especially at night, too. Yeah, it was crazy, though. Then, uh, you meet some really interesting people, people from all sorts of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. met a guy that was finishing, and he had a stroke on the left half of his body, so he was walking with, like, one arm, one hand, you know, or one, one arm, one leg, like just, but he did the whole trail. <laughs> it was crazy. Really inspiring dude. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I taught him some one handed sign language so he can speak a little bit better. You speak sign language? I'm learning. I was learning before I started the trail. He had a seizure his whole life or he had a seizure on the trek? He had a seizure right before he started the trek. He still Yeah. Can I met a woman. Imagine? A woman named Pink Panther, and she was in her upper 60s, early 70s. Pink Panther. Pink Panther that's that her was, name. That's her trail name, yeah. People have trail names. Yeah, you don't use your real name. <laughs> what is that? I d- it's, it's describe, what is this? This is so interesting. It's your. Tr- it's like a... Stripper name. Yeah, sure. I suppose it's analogous. Yeah, like a call sign for a pilot, you know? Uh, it's the name that you give people. If somebody gives it to you, you don't give it to yourself. Well, you can, but you'd be kind of mm. a dork. Kind of, yeah, yeah, narcissist, yeah. Uh, there's some great ones and there's some really bad ones. Pink Panther's kind of cheesy, Piss but I, I like it. Yeah, Pink Panther. Met a guy named Pissbag, <laughs> but he was a really cool dude. It was just funny. Uh, I met a, let's see, who else? Candor and Ranger and mm. a bunch of people. You know, they all have names like that. Somebody, they did something or have some sort of story behind their name. It was really cool. That's super fascinating. Did they give you one? Yeah, man. What's, what was yours? Rocket Man. <laughs> what is that? It's fucking did they, apt, did they ever man. describe it, or that's just who you are? Uh, well, I told everybody uh, that I'm going to be an astronaut. Mm. You know, that's going to happen. You can take that as fact. Mm. I promise you, man. I'm going to end you up really being. You really want to. Not want to, going to. You're going to. That's right. That's the, the difference. The universe is going to There's a difference. Happen. I'm going to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm. Become blind, get rich, and fly yourself. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen. Mm. So that, you know, rocket man then, and I was also, you know, going really fast. Most people average it in like seven months, eight, 
six to eight months on average, and I did it in four months. So, mm. you know, I was going three quarters the speed. Uh, that's not right. Three halves the speed, and uh, yeah, man. And I'm burning out this fuel up here alone. You know, <laughs> Rocket Man. That's a great name. That sounds like a movie. That sounds like a movie that whoever directs those one-shot movies, <laughs> like Birdman, yeah. it would be a single-shot movie, you yeah. know, and it would just be scene to scene of, like, a, a one day that was just crazy. <laughs> it was Rocket Man. There you go. You know? Rocket Man. <laughs> That's it. Like, And it's, like, starring Ricky. <laughs> you know, one of those yep. autobiography, you know. That's right, man. Well, they already got one for Elton John called Rocket Man, but I'll take it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. You should watch it. Mm. Um, that is the people, man. Yeah, that was cool. Though, But the, we were talking before about the anonymity. You know, you, it doesn't matter if they judge you if you're never going to see them again. Mm. It's especially easy if they don't even know your name. They just know you as Rocket Man. I bet people told you some shit. Yeah, you could exchange real-life secrets and life stories and burdens and mm. things, and you really connect with people, and then you're like, all right, so you never have a good life, and mm. the next day you're gone, and they're 40 miles apart. What's the craziest story someone told you? I can't tell you that. Well, like, I would never know. Who um, I would never fucking know. I met two guys. I can't remember their name, but I met them and they had used the trail to quit smoking meth. They were two months off and two months on the trail. And they were doing it. They had just met. They didn't know each other before, but they were both happened to be quitting smoking crystal meth by walking the trail. The yeah, they were the really coolest dudes uh, but yeah, it was, that's a crazy story. Like he told me all about, they told me all about all the shit that they went through and all the stuff that they tried and they just decided to hike the trail instead. And it's been working out for him, man. Lots of different people. I met B-52 pilots. I met F-16 pilots. I met jets. Yep. Those are jets. I met, um, crazy old ladies. I met a guy that was a millionaire um yeah i met a bunch of professors i met a professor at university of illinois here he was a really cool guy cradger was his name Cradger. that was his trail name i have no idea what his real name is but he was a pretty cool dude what were some of their reasons for doing this mostly people spend their entire lives thinking about the trail and they like spend years planning and then they finally I mean, years yeah there's people that like then there's this guy plan out yeah exactly i don't know i can't stand it just do it you know do it right and do it now <laughs> um, you call yourself stupid dumb or foolish all three all the time <laughs> man i've called myself every name in the book when you're out there by yourself and nobody talked to you, you get through every single thing in your head and then you got to come out the other side did you feel a little cuckoo sometimes, like talking to you? I'm already cuckoo. I already sing and dance and whistle on the streets here in the Chicago. I don't care if people, you know, look at me. So it was it's exacerbated by being out there alone. When you're alone like that, like it's like the longest I've been like completely in solitude like that would be like when I'm. I lived in Ethiopia for a while, oh, okay. like in the mountains, and then there was this town. Like the hyenas would come out at night, very really? very desolate. And I was studying for this exam. So I was the type to like, believe it or not, I was actually studious for like one year of my life. <laughs> that was that one year. I don't know what it was. I think I watched a movie or something. 
theory of everything or something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I want to be whatever. The, yeah. I want to be um. What's his name? The uh the dude who's in a chair, the wheelchair. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I was like, I want to be Stephen Hawking. So I just like, was inspired to. Long story short, like my parents left the town, and mm-hmm. I was just like just studying. It was cold; like we didn't have no air conditioner. So I'm by this like electric heater, just studying for like two, oh. two, three days. Don't go outside. Don't see another human. But nothing longer than that. Like, where I'm like out of contact for two. So I can't imagine like you said you would go six days, seven days, sometime without going to a town. Yeah, exactly. The longest I didn't see a person was maybe two weeks. Yeah, it was fun. People mm. suck, man. They're annoying. I always ask you questions, the same questions. <laughs> people? Yeah, just people, you know. Mm. Lots of platitudes out there in the world. But uh, I don't know. You learn a lot about it yourself, you know. It's, it was very validating, I think, which is really hard to do, to have an experience that, you know, validates who you are as a person. You have this idea of yourself, and you're not really sure it's true. Mm. And you always dream like the kid in little league that's like in the right field man if this ball ever gets hit in this direction it never gets hit here but if it does i'm gonna make a great catch and i'm gonna throw it in it's gonna be a triple play then finally finally you get that shot into your your area and i caught the ball i mean it was great Mm. you know you have this idea but you never get the opportunity to see if it's true and there's a lot of stuff i didn't know about myself and like what um, I like that I miss human contact a lot more than I thought I did. Literal contact. Just, you know, feeling somebody's skin, like a handshake. Not necessarily unplatonic, but that's not a word. Um, but, like, that sort of thing is you don't really notice that you you need that until... You do, and then you're like, damn, all right, I'm not going to waste the opportunities when I see them. Mm. It's good. Yeah. Always self-improvement. Growth. Mm. Mm, Indeed. It's almost like a sensory deprivation tank. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But like... Exactly. You got to rely on yourself a humor. They, um... The ancient... Like, I feel like... uh, I was reading this book, and as they say, like, women have a, um... They have a natural rite of passage. Mm-hmm. They literally like produce eggs and like their body li- they have periods and stuff like that. It's like, yep, yeah, you're no longer a kid. It's like, yeah. But men, we don't really. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. Besides like, for acne and humping your mom's couch, but yeah, I suppose. Pretty much, you get a beard, <laughs> but it's nothing like a huge physical change. You know, that's true. You just become you, just, you become a big kid if you don't like really go. Yeah, there, which yeah. we see that all the time. But it's it's almost like ancient, you know, cultures would have this thing. Um, they would send the men out in like a cave just in solitude mm-hmm. and that would be their their coming of age that would be their okay now you see what the world is like without that shelter of yeah. your parents without that shelter of your mother's bosom whatever you know you're exposed to the elements exactly. that fit for yourself then they would either not come back you know or they would come back reborn you know and that's yeah that's exactly the way it is some people are super old and they don't grow up they just don't have that opportunity to like be scared. Push yourself into a situation that you don't want to be comfortable with. Learn something new, you know? They just get complacent. I think people in, you know, retirement homes should be trying their best to improve themselves every day, even if you're at the end of your life. That's the way it is. One more push-up than yesterday. That's all you can do. 
That's all you can do. So, like, on the, the exciting side, though, did you meet any, like, crazy people or, like, creepy people or, like, scary people? <laughs> yeah. I met, I hitchhiked into a town and this couple picked me up. Mm-hmm. The, the man who was driving was in his, like, early 30s. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend, couple, wife, I don't know, but they were definitely, you know. Uh, they she, were definitely what? Fucking. She was, like. like in the car? No. But they were a couple, you oh, know. Oh, okay, okay. Uh. They were, she was like in her 60s, like visibly older. Like you could tell, you know, <laughs> mm. it was really weird. She must have had 48, 40 years on her mm. significant other. And she had three fingers in total. <laughs> Just these three. And she had nubbins on every other one. And she had in those three fingers a whole handle of uh, Jack. She's like, yeah. No, like, oh, thanks, man. But they're, first of all, the sweetest people ever. Really nice, you know. Had great uh, conversation. They weren't, they made sure I was comfortable, which is weird for letting a stranger into your car, making sure they're comfortable. Um, but yeah, they were like homeless for. A really long time living out their car, and they just drive around the country and together. Yeah, no, it's really weird. She lost her fingers through frostbite, apparently, when she was. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Hiking. No, they were just driving around in the. I was hiking. I threw up my. They just happened to stop by and pick me up. They lost. They got frostbite in the car. No, years ago. Mm. Like they got. The woman got frostbite when she was, like, living on the streets years and years and years ago. But at the current day, they were, you know, homeless in their car, which is, they were interesting, though. <laughs> I bet they gave you some, what's some crazy advice they gave you? Uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember. It's mm. verbatim. Certainly, um, don't be so worried about things, like... The guy was telling me all about that he was super worried that he wasn't going to make it being like living in his car and, and now he's been doing it for years and he's like, it's so much easier than I thought. Um, which is true. I lived out of my car in Houston for a bit. That was fun. Uh, yeah. They were, <laughs> they were really cool. I wish I could remember their names. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was the major uh person that i i think was the most out there mm. those two people were very outgoing just eccentric yes exactly eccentric you can tell it when you see you yeah they just like didn't really care what anybody else thought which was really cool you know that's uh confidence in yourself you gotta admire it when you see it mm. some things go unsaid yeah exactly you know even if they don't say anything it's just that's Some right. people inspire you, but just by virtue of who they are. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> be how you speak. Never speak on how you be. Right? That's from a song. That's from Scarecrows by Soul. That's a good song. That's a like a rock band? Yeah, it's all right. Mm. Sounds about rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man. I, I know you got the snake bite. Mm. We have so many things we have yeah. so many stories unfortunately our time here has come to an end um we gotta have you back on we oh gotta i'm sure ha- we, if if i know you're traveling soon you'll be out 
But if you're if you're in the Chicago area, or like if I'm you going back to Houston? Uh, I'm going to Arizona next. Ooh, that's Ingo. a new adventure. Yeah, teach at a high school there. Should be interesting. Man, Never I wish been you there. all the best. <laughs> and we we gotta we gotta like part two and get into you know the rest of that and then like all the other stuff you did. Absolutely. Same for you, man. We talked a little bit about what happened to you, but yeah, we gotta talk more, man. It's we been three to. years. No, it's been four years. Like we gotta yeah. do a better job. Exactly. You know, everything we've learned, like we know how to navigate this world better. Now we gotta apply it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we got sixty years to go anyway. We don't really. Not if we're doing it right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I don't have kombucha here. Ouch. Cross-legged is harder than it looks. Um, stay hydrated. Stay breathing in this good-ass oxygen. And most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. Go to the race, can't take this in, it's okay. We gonna party today. Uh, anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Hold on, I just can't wait to get the show on. I saw my environment hopping the charm, shaking my dress to this drill. I head straight to the stash, empty that little bag. Supplement shot, make it for fin, take the risk, I might not be coming back. I got a fanny pack, head to the dough. Legal grip on we head to the stove. That lap until we're too wide up. I can grab it, he bongo me, ready to go. I'm approaching a friend, get ass off security. I said, Shorty, I just met a hype these drugs for me. Aha, it's a kuna matata. Sister, them tabs in their fifth and their titties and made them disappear. Ta da. Yo, how did she do that? Yo, they took my fucking jewel, bro. What the fuck? Hey, you someone go to the race. Can't take this in, it's okay. We're gonna party today. Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Vibe electric, Edison nation, the lettuce Two doses ain't talk about medicine. Took three, it ain't talk about wrestling. The question is, am I trying to get reckless? Dog, so I'ma drop some M in my candle back, candy flip for that excision set. It's in my system like a circuit. Just lost in the moment, I'm nervous. Screenshot some Snapchat ass, cause there ain't no service. Road is spinning like a circus. I'm looking at my just for certain. Slides to the front like a serpent. Dreadhead, so they think I'm serving. Everybody get in low. This shit is about to be about to drop. We break it on next, just for sure. Yo, can I get that camel back? Hell no, I don't know where your mouth been. Hey, you someone go to the race. Can't take this in, it's okay. We're gonna party today. Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Hey, you someone go to the race. Can't take this in, it's okay. We're gonna party today. Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes.